All right, good evening, Grace Point. Welcome back to Thursday night. Pastor Brad, been teaching out of Matthew chapter 9. It's very interesting, you know, the whole time I was teaching last week on prayer and fasting, I noticed how much these scriptures interweaved with people slandering, people being oppressed, people speaking evil. They all intertwined in, you know, David was fasting for people that were maligning him and slandering him. Uh, James was saying that people are slandering one another, oppressing one another, says we need to be fasting and mourning and grieving. Jesus said those that mourn, uh, blessed are they that mourn because they're going to be comforted. It's funny how it just all kind of tied in together that way. I really believe the Holy Spirit, you know, I don't know if I did a good job of teaching it, but the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, when you can't control your tongue, it's time to fast. You need to get control of your body. You need to get control of your tongue. You need to mourn and grieve and get that tongue back under control because you're bringing curses on yourself when you curse other people. So if you're having trouble with your tongue, gossip, slander, unbelief, just all these uh, you know, criticisms, judgments on others, making fun of people, mocking, it's time for you to fast. I'll just leave, I'll just leave that right there. Father, bless our teaching tonight. In Jesus' name, open our hearts and minds to the Word. Help me to speak the truth in love, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're going to read more. Jesus is going to uh, encounter a couple sick people. Not unusual, it's all through the book of Matthew. Here we go, Matthew 9, 18. While he was saying this, a ruler came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died. Wow. But come and put your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. You know, I'm going to just, I got to stop. I want to read the whole context. I just got to stop. First of all, where did this guy get this faith? That guy put his faith in Jesus. Do you notice that? He went right to Jesus. He knelt down. That's an act of humility. He went straight to Jesus. He knew that Jesus was a miracle worker. He knew that Jesus was anointed. He knew at least that Jesus was a prophet. And he goes to Jesus. His daughter just died. And he went to the one person that could help him, Jesus. He knelt down in humility before Jesus. And said, my daughter's died. Would you please come put your hand on her and she will live? A couple things. Jesus did not hesitate to go with him. He just got up and he went with him. Now you could say, why? Well, Jesus is merciful. He loves people. But Jesus didn't even question this guy. Didn't even ask him any questions. I believe there are two reasons for that. And again, three, Jesus is merciful. A lot of times he'll ask questions. or You'll see... Um, he'll ask questions. He didn't even ask a question. He just got up and went. Number one, the guy humbled himself before Jesus. He went and he kneeled down and humbled himself. He approached Jesus correctly. And number two, the guy had faith. He spoke faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God, a.k.a. Jesus, must believe that Jesus is and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him. Guy comes, he seeks Jesus, 
He kneels down. He says, Lord, if you come, lay your hands on her, she'll be healed. He had faith. Everything he did, again, faith is motion. The guy is in motion seeking Jesus. And he kneels before Jesus. Jesus gets up and does not hesitate to go. Let's, let's continue. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up to him, came behind him, and she touched the edge of his cloak. She said within herself, to herself, if only I can touch him, I will be healed. Again, another example of faith being motion. She went to Jesus. She said, if I can just touch him, I'll be healed. That's faith. Faith in motion, okay? Faith in action. She knew if I could just touch him, and she touched him. Amen? And let's go on. Jesus turned and said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And from that moment, the woman was healed from that moment. Isn't that amazing? Now, she didn't get her healing until Jesus spoke. The healing came from Jesus. But she, she secured her healing from Jesus by the motion. She didn't heal herself. Jesus healed her. He spoke and he healed her. No doubt about it. You can see it. Look, didn't say she received. It said, take heart, my daughter, your faith has healed you. When he said that, that's when she got healed, from that moment that Jesus spoke. Well, then how did her faith heal her? Because her faith, which she, which she spoke, was in Jesus. And Jesus knew that her faith was in him. How did he know? Because she said within herself and she acted on what she believed. Jesus saw her faith and he healed her. Her faith connected her to the source of healing which is Jesus. When Jesus entered the ruler's house and saw the flute players and a noisy crowd, he said, go away. The girl is not dead, but she is sleeping. And they laughed at him. And after he put the crowd outside, he went back, took the girl by the hand. She got up. News spread throughout the region. I want to understand, a lot of times we see... <clears throat> these stories about Jesus, and we forget that Jesus was a man. Jesus walked into this room. There were people that were playing flutes. They were mourning. There were people that were crying and grieving. And Jesus walked into this situation. I would not call that an atmosphere of faith, would you? I've prayed for people before in the hospital with all hooked up to machines and People crying and, you know, uh, unbelievers in the room that don't believe a thing that you're doing there. And I have to tell you, when I, I'm, I'm thinking of a specific situation. One brother had no faith whatsoever. The mom is crying. I go in, this guy's hooked up to machines and he's dying. I tell you, every bit of faith that I thought I had was just eked out of my body. I mean, I'm just like, and I prayed for the guy and I don't know that I had an ounce of faith in me when I prayed. Jesus is in the same situation. A lot of times they paid people to mourn even, to, to, to sing and all these things. He comes into that situation, but Jesus is Jesus, and he's in control, but he doesn't let them stay in the room. 
Jesus cleans the atmosphere. He says, okay, you mourners, get out of here. You people that are grieving, that don't believe in me, that don't believe what I can do. I think in one uh, uh, gospel, he brings Peter in with him and John because he wants to teach him, right? He brings the three in with him. But he dismisses them and gets them out of there. He doesn't want their unbelief in the room. He doesn't want their mourning and their grieving. He knows what he's going to do. The guy came to him humble. The guy came in faith, and he is going to answer that guy's faith with a miracle. He kicks them out. He just reaches over, touches the girl's hand, and lifts her up. Now, this time, Jesus didn't even speak, did he? Sometimes you don't have to speak. Did he speak? Let me look at this. The only thing, Jesus did say something. He said, the girl is not dead, but she's asleep. He, spoke, he did speak his faith, but he didn't give any command to the girl. He just said what he believed. She's not dead. She's asleep. You know, they laughed at him for that. You know, a lot of times when you believe God, people will mock you, and they will malign you, and they will make fun of you. In fact, if you're a Christian and you set out to believe God, a lot of times other Christians will laugh at you and mock you and malign you because you believe in God. These people here were fellow Jews. They believed the Bible. These people here were religious. They, they were Jewish people. They went to synagogue. They believed the Bible. And yet when Jesus said, the girl's not dead, she's asleep, they laughed at him. You'll be laughed at too when you believe God. You'll be belittled too when you believe God. But Jesus is in control. He tells them to leave, doesn't hold against anybody, takes the girl by the hand, and gets her up and gets a miracle. I, I'm always fascinated by Jesus. I'm fascinated by how he operated. Laughed at, scorned, dismissed, attacked, slandered, ridiculed, and he just keeps on being Jesus. He just keeps on being Jesus. We need to learn from that. Tell you what, I got one more thing I'm going to read, and uh, we're at the 10 minute mark here. Um, Jesus gets a miracle. No surprise, right? In 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 21. I'll tell you what, let's go back a little bit. Verse 20 says, But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. This goes back to my lesson even a couple of weeks ago. He committed no sin. No deceit was found in his mouth. He said that girl was not dead. She was just sleeping. That was not deceit. That was the truth. They laughed at him. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. Peter ought to know he walked with him. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges righteously. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. 
He committed no sin. No deceit was in his mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate, but he entrusted himself to him that judges righteously. Jesus is our example. I believe it's 2 Timothy 3.12 says, all, that's go- all who are godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. When we step out and walk in the Spirit, when we step out in the supernatural, when we step out in obedience to God in any area of our life, we will often be maligned and ridiculed. We don't retaliate. We don't hurl insults. We just keep on following Jesus. And we'll just end right there for tonight. We'll see you next week.